and welcome to the Hand in Hand Show, where caregivers and survivors have honest discussions about stroke. We are a part of Stroke Focus Podcast. This is Cam, your host. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Hand in Hand Show, a part of Stroke Focus. Today, we're here with Vince Holland, and Vince is a fitness enthusiast and an Olympic weightlifter hobbyist. At 28, he suffered an ischemic stroke that left him with hemiparesis on the 4th of July, 2016. Vince credits his being extremely blessed and remaining focused on positivity throughout rehab and onto recovery outside of the facility with making progress over the three years since his stroke. Vince views recovery as an ongoing challenge and sees this as an opportunity to share his story. With an emphasis on community, Vince has participated in online campaigns to raise awareness for stroke. Vince is learning to share what he believes are words of positivity and encouragement. He even says that this hurdle was given to him to show others that I can. So, Vince, welcome. Hey there. Thank you. Appreciate it. Well, we appreciate you being here because we always like to hear, number one, positive stories, but we always want to know things like what motivates you, what has helped you in all of this. So tell us a little bit about the before and then the after the stroke. What your life was like before and and what you feel like has changed now. Before, I was very, very busy, uh, spending most of my time doing office work. That was kind of my nine to five. And outside of that, um, like you mentioned before, I was, I am still an Olympic weightlifter hobbyist, uh, just enjoying the sport of weightlifting uh, and even competing in martial arts. Up to the time of having a stroke, uh, I led a very active lifestyle. And at 28 years old on the 4th of July, three years ago, I had a stroke just out of the blue. So what in there has changed your life? I am back to work full-time, and that was one of the first uh, big milestones that I wanted to handle um, just to get back to feeling some sense of normalcy. That was a struggle because my identity had been wrapped up so much in my ability to work and to feel some sense of contribution. So I am working full-time now, and I am back at the gym, but maybe taking things a little bit slower, uh, doing some of the same things I was before, but maybe not to the same intensity. And what it's given me is just the ability to just to be more mindful of how I'm feeling, to listen to my body and not always push as if to just be more careful. You know, I I don't know that there was anything that I could have done outright to prevent a stroke. There are the things we can do to minimize our risk. But even if you're young, fit, active, all these things that you think are not typical of someone who endures a stroke, it can happen. And and so now I am taking my time to to be more mindful and um, maybe slow down a bit. It's interesting because you did seem like you led a healthy lifestyle. And so I think it's worth noting that some of our other listeners, other stroke survivors that are young, you know, just don't understand it and they get angry about this because they don't know why it happened. And I heard it all the time. You had a stroke. You know, you're too young to have a stroke because you have to be older. What are you doing now to help you prevent a stroke? Yes. So that is a part of the plan that 
uh, my primary care, and then even my neurologist and my cardiologist team came up with uh, is just to get on like uh, to get on the right medication right. that that would fit uh, what they thought was the best course of action to treat what they saw as a syndrome called RCVS. And so even though it was cryptogenic, like they categorized it as a cryptogenic stroke, just looking at a few of the other signs, we were able to start with a line of treatment along that of RCVS, so that's reversible cerebrofacial constriction syndrome. Um, and so those medications have definitely helped, and they were part of, like you said, just that, that plan with diet, exercise, getting enough sleep, uh, maybe not abusing are definitely avoiding drugs and not abusing alcohol to excess, just looking at the full lifestyle and trying to minimize our risks. What has motivated you the most to continue with your therapy? I think uh, some of the questions that I had to ask when I was in the hospital about uh, myself, about my identity, and what it is I thought that who I was should be able to do. So I had this idea that Vince is this one person. He can do these things. And so I attached my sense of self to being a certain level of capable and to being there for the people in my community. And so I'm always trying to just reach for that ideal of being capable and being someone who can contribute to the ones around me in my community, the people that help me, that are still helping me in my recovery. Do you feel, because I hear this also, do you feel you lost yourself and had to kind of reinvent yourself, or do you feel like you never lost that portion and just moved forward with everything, trying to put everything back together? Yeah, Kim, it's a really good question. I I do think that there is some sense of self that kind of, it crumbles. Uh, You go through this thing, and I was physically strong, but going through a stroke, you just can't physically lift yourself out of it. You lose, in my case, I lost, like, my motor functions, and I just, I couldn't lift myself through it. I couldn't tough that out. So it it challenged a lot of what I saw myself as, and it did require some reinvention. I had to look at what I could do and not so much of what I had lost and just feel like, okay, what I am still and what I can do now those things are still worthwhile and the relationships I have are still meaningful and I'm still worthy of the good things to, have to come in my life. So it was challenging to, to my identity and there was definitely some reinvention. I know a lot of people have more cognitive issues than physical issues. Do you feel you had a little bit of both or more cognitive or more physical to try to get yourself going and moving again? I definitely think a bit of both. I was fortunate that uh, from the time that I had a stroke, there was a hospital nearby, and we got the emergency response team there to get me over to the hospital. So I was at the hospital within that first three hours, that critical window for ischemic stroke. Um, So they were able to give me TPA, and some things began to come back in that first three, four, five, six hours, uh, and I was able to speak in a few hours. Uh, I could lift my left arm and my legs. My leg was not working yet. Um, So... My speech was delayed, so there were some definite cognitive deficits there. And even now, memory is, is a bit of a, a bit of a challenge at times. But most of them, I think, my deficits were physical more than anything. As we're doing this, think on things that you've learned since your stroke. What do you think is the most important uh, for you 
I think to uh, become more empathetic of others who also have struggles. I, I know that there is so much about a stroke that we can't see. There are so many invisible parts to the injury. And it makes me realize that there are others who are also struggling. And though we can't see what they're going through, they're just fighting to reclaim their lives too. So it's something to be a little bit more empathetic. And in having a conversation with my fiance, we were thinking about how suffering is one of the most universal things. And she shared with me the idea that to persevere in the face of that suffering might be the most human thing that we can do. And so I just try and think about persevering. There are challenges every day, but to remember perseverance, I think it's something that I take with me every day and to try and be positive, even in really tough times and to focus on what it is I can change and all the good that still remains. Absolutely. We can't worry about things that we cannot change, but we can change how we look at things. As you said, perseverance is is a thing, your empathy. There's all sorts of things that can come out of this that are really good, but positive attitude, that's like the best. If you do not have a positive attitude and have more of a negative to your recovery, I don't believe you recover as well or as fast or um, whatever it is for each individual. But I think that keeping that positive attitude and keep just, as I always say, keep on keeping on. Yeah. Uh, you know, seriously, because if you stop any of this, if you stop your recovery, if you stop trying, you aren't going to make any progress and you're not going to get anywhere. And those are negatives. Right. Whereas if you keep going, it does happen. As I said, I was 52 when I had my stroke. Seven and a half years later here, I got a compliment from my trainer, from my personal trainer, and she said, I was on the treadmill yesterday, and she goes, Honey, you are looking good. She said, Have you done some different treatment or something? And I'm like, No. But I said, I just keep on keeping on. I keep walking. I keep moving. Keep working out. Keep doing whatever it is. And I do get better. I don't see it, and maybe you don't see it with yourself, but other people will. And that's just a plus all the way around. I agree. What do you feel is the most rewarding part of sharing this story? Uh, I think something along the lines of what you said, that what others can see in you, um, when you share your story, it does help you to – connect with others and once you talk to other people in my case I talked to people who had had strokes and I had no idea or they were adjacent to a stroke someone in their life had had a stroke a relative or a loved one or a coworker, and we started to have different conversations and when I pushed through some of the hurdles in my life I I think it felt good to try and be an example that it was okay and that things were going to continue to get better um, and so the rewarding part is that sense of connection for others who are also a part of this community of sufferers who have found just an ability to to be strong-willed even in the face of stroke. So that's incredibly rewarding. I share my story a lot, whether it's with a stroke support group or, you know, on here, you know, with other people that we talk to, whatever it is. I think that's also helped with my recovery because, I find that there are other people who are younger and younger and, you know, even older people, whatever it is, each one of us has had a stroke. 
but each story or each journey is going to be a little bit different. Because again, it goes back to the perseverance and the, the positive attitude and gratitude and, you know, finding your purpose, different things, and how we accept and go through this. And, you know, now as a stroke survivor, I can say I don't remember what the point of all of that was, but I got it out, didn't I? Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, the positive attitude and the sharing, I think it's all important. You are learning to share words of positivity and encouragement. Tell me more about that or tell our listeners more about this. I heard it said that sometimes uh, when we share things, or we write down our ideas and thoughts, we can deal with them better just by looking at them. It's like we're not always looking through them because sometimes I deal with pain and really challenging things, but if I'm always looking out through that pain at the world, then I just see more pain. But when I write them out and when I share my story, it helps me manage it and deal with it better and to see where others may need it, may be needing to share their story. So the encouraging part of that to me uh, is to always remind others that whatever good that they think that they might see in me is in them too. Like they can persevere and that there is still a full life to be led on the other side of stroke. I definitely want to always share kind words or things to uplift others because it doesn't, it doesn't cost us anything to be kind to one another. Or if we find some light in the darkness of stroke, we can share it and it doesn't cost us anything to just try and bring that to one another. That's really great. If everybody did that, do you know what a great world we'd have? Stroke doesn't mean life has ended. Right. I try and keep that perspective. Uh, Stroke, it takes the lives of so many people. And even though it's been hard, I am fortunate to still be here. And so I try and remind myself of that. And even when I'm feeling down, I I don't want to, to be down on others because of that. I just try and, like you said, keep on keeping on. Maybe you've got a new word, new phrase in your vocabulary now. But uh, that is truly something that I say is just keep on keeping on. Tell me more about your online campaign to raise stroke awareness. Oh, yes. So online, uh, I've been able to connect with so many other stroke survivors who are also doing great things in their communities from all over the world. Uh, And I got to connect with my friends Joe and Nefri on the Change the Face of Stroke campaign, and uh, We Speak Up Against Stroke campaign. And uh, We Speak Up Against Stroke was just to further raise awareness that stroke does impact so many folks, uh, young people even, infants and children and the elderly, but also uh, a younger population than it has before. Um, And so just taking part in that, I think, was good because sometimes we look at folks who might seem like they're fit and vibrant and we don't think that they go through these struggles. So those awareness campaigns, I think, share a lot of really useful, useful information that we found from um, associations and agencies from all over the world. So is there a website or anything that people can go and learn about this? We do have uh, on Instagram, we have the, to where most of this is populated are under the hashtags, uh, hashtag change the face of stroke and the hashtag we speak up against stroke. Um, and towards the end of the campaign, uh, we shared a YouTube video uh, that was um, a combination of the images that we collect from stroke survivors all over the world. And we'd interacted with one another and heard a little bit about each other's stories so that's where it's housed primarily is on Instagram where we get to share a lot of images and stories. 
uh, between survivors. Okay. So where do you see yourself going with all of this now? Is there a plan formulated on any of this? Yes. Um, so I'm definitely working to do more of this sharing in my story and to get in touch with some of the the centers, even in my community, there's the Stroke Comeback Center, which is pretty local to me, and they're doing a lot of great things like in the community, in the offline community. Um, and so I'd love to be a part of that. And to also to have opportunities to speak in person to other survivors, uh, either through my community support groups um, or just other uh, other venues where I get where I could potentially share a little bit of what I've gone through to remind others that even on the other side of what they have endured, there is still a full life. And, and I want to do that through my writing, through sharing with uh, like the, the uh, stroke focused community, and um, and also speaking uh, whenever I can. Well, we'd love to have you on stroke focus, writing positive thoughts, something everybody needs. As stroke survivors, we really need it to know that what we're going through is okay, that it's not going to always be as bad as what we thought it was. Uh, I've had a one-handed dentist tell me one time, very successful dentist, he said, take the word can't out of your vocabulary because you can. He said, I can prove it to you right now. He said, I've been a dentist for however many years since his stroke, flew planes, he played golf, he did, you know, stuff, and it was like, Okay, I'm still thinking about this from three years ago. How in the heck do you become a one-handed dentist? I mean, when I go into the dentist, that dentist has both hands in my mouth, and there's an assistant there who usually is shining something in your mouth. I mean, seriously. Yeah, that's incredible. Showed me that you can, with perseverance, hello, and positive thinking. He said, you know, can't is a negative and take it out. Throw yeah, it away. But it's something uh, I think about other survivors who may sometimes compare their recovery with one another and feel like, right. well, I'm at three years or four years or five years. Why am I not where someone else is? And I think sometimes that can weigh on our shoulder a lot. I remember asking myself some really hard questions like, what if I can't get better? I did have that moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, just uh, being afraid. I had never experienced anything like it. Um, so I definitely want to keep sharing positive words and remind other survivors that it's okay if you get down for a moment. You can collect yourself and then keep going. Yeah, I give myself, even now, on occasion, permission to have a pity party. And I would tell myself, I can have a pity party for a day. I can have it for two hours. I can have it for two days, but, you know, I, I made a cutoff, and at that point, the cutoff came, and I had to just go back and just do it, and it is okay to have a pity party or to say, I can't do this today, whatever it is, and yes, none of us recover the same, so uh, one of my people in my stroke support group, she walked out of the hospital. She didn't really do any outpatient therapy. And she had had surgery for something on the brain or whatever. But while she was in the hospital, she maybe it was a brain aneurysm, and then she had a stroke. But it didn't matter. 
she walked out. I'm like, hello, how does that happen? But, you know, and here I am seven and a half years later, and I'm thinking, you know, I'm just now getting to the point where I walk without looking like I'm wonky or something, you know, hitting one wall and then going to the other. So we have all had a stroke. Some have had hemorrhagic strokes. Some have had ischemic. These are all strokes. So maybe like you, they were really athletic and could get right back into this. You know, whether they the physical part of it, maybe they couldn't do as much, whatever. Maybe it affected people more cognitively, or maybe it was both, or maybe it was the left side and they can't get it back. It doesn't matter. We've all had a stroke. We all have our struggles, and you can't look at yourself and say, why am I not there? Why are they there? They had their stroke, you know, two weeks ago, and I had mine three years ago, five years ago, ten years ago, and I'm not there. I don't know why. We don't know why. But don't stop moving. That's something I've learned, that the minute you stop trying to make progress, then you don't. Uh, Sure. I guess the tip that I could share for other survivors is to just seek out a community because a stroke can be incredibly isolating, uh, and that can be hard on your relationships and just the rest of your life. But with a community and with folks like at the Hand in Hand show sharing stories, you get to see a little bit of what you're experiencing mirrored back to you in the world, and that that helps you feel a little bit more valid in what you're going through. So seek out that community and get around some folks that can help you remind yourself that you're worth whatever good things are coming in your life. Find a community, and you are so right in that because we do tend to isolate ourselves when we've had a stroke. Thank you for being with us, and and we've talked to Vince Holland today, and I hope our listeners have enjoyed this conversation, and we hope maybe sometime to have Vince come back and tell us more about what he's doing in the future. Thank you from the Hand in Hand show. Thank you to the Stroke Focus. See you on the radio. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Hand in Hand show. We hope you enjoyed it. If you would like to keep the discussion going, please join Stroke Focus, the social media website dedicated to stroke survivors and caregivers. Stroke Focus is S-T-R-O-K-E-F-O-C-U-S. Stroke Focus is a part of Wohala, which in Mandarin means I have survived. If you wish to be a part of the show or would like to be interviewed as part of the show, please contact us at contact at strokefocus.net. 